0: Just as a warning, this episode may have some content that may be deemed inappropriate for younger viewers, so with that, viewer discretion is advised. Hello, spookies, and welcome to another episode of D.O. Holmes Presents. How do you feel about missed opportunities? Do you think those things exist, that turn left moment, that turn right moment? Like, if you choose to get a bagel because you had turned into the bagel shop, that means you're not going to go to McDonald's and get a McChicken. Or if you choose to talk to one girl on the dance floor, you can't then talk to another girl because that girl is going to see you and therefore you've possibly missed that opportunity. You become obsessed with those? Anyone? those chances, those things that life, I guess it boils down to exactly what it is you want and desire, or what it is that, you know, captivates you and keeps you infatuated with that desire. Well, tonight's episode is actually going to be a little bit about desire. It's one of my favorite stories I've written again from the seemingly strange and unusual tale series I co authored with Tiffany Pennywell, but this one particularly was just a fun write I've never read it before so perhaps you're in for a treat but I'm sure you already heard parental advisory before we got here so get ready I call this story caramel it's impossible to watch an attractive person dance without thinking about fucking them the way those low lights with their purples and dark yellows can make a caramel skin beauty into an iced caramel mocha would make a blind man's eyes go dry from staring. Gerald was surprised at how easily his co-worker had committed to a night out with him and how receptive she was to his suggestion that they get drinks and just chill and see what happens. He figured it was because he'd portrayed himself as a nice guy and Due to the way social media has a way of broadcasting the most intimate details of one's personal life to one's familiar members and associates, he was in a position to do so. No one needed to know that he and Annette had cheated on each other in equality, not if he wasn't posting about it. He let her get all the shame and shade posting photos of the tag hashtag bae with someone that obviously wasn't him, while he offered no explanation to anyone other than they had grown apart. Denise was a woman of a higher caliber of what he was used to, though. Sure, most women, for one reason or another, will dance with anyone in the LGBTQ community if they're out and get asked. Denise, however, did it while never losing Gerald's gaze. And as sexily as she danced, all of her body language spoke, I am his. So strongly, in fact, that her suitors would often leave her either thrown off by their fluidity, the intimidation of her wide hips and quick movements, or the fact that she never looked at them for more than a second and never made them more than a passing thought. He never felt more wanted by a woman and couldn't recall wanting a woman any more than he did in those moments. He was fucking her tonight and the smile he shot when he asked her if she wanted to leave made a thin line of precum appear where his dick was pressed firmly against the hem of his pants. It was time. They got to the robe and almost tore each other's clothes off. He wanted her bare and nothing to come between their flesh touching. He fumbled a bit, trying to catch his pants as they hit the ground to pull out the extra-large condom that was honestly just a smidge loose. It was more about the implication than the application. But Denise quickly smacked that out of his hand and followed the smack up with a vicious right hook that made Gerald feel like his face was caved in from the force. At first, for a moment, he was taken aback and shocked, but then he looked and saw a silver gleam in Denise's eye and the excitement filled him so much that his body began to react out of pure animal instinct. Gerald leapt towards the ceiling, landing on the bed and turning around fast. As soon as Denise turned around to meet him with excitement, she was met with a brutal kick to the face that busted open her lip and caused a tooth to loosen as she connected hard with the ground. As soon as her body collided, he was on her, biting hard into her shoulder, causing her to let out a blood-curdling scream that became a growl. Denise reached up and squeezed Gerald's scrotum, causing him to howl and double over as Denise mounted him and delivered several hard punches to his face. Both of them heard the bones crack in her fist as Gerald also heard the sucking sound of the air bubbles forming between the cracked pieces of skull that was now his face. Despite the bloody shock of a mess, his erection was tall and powerful and Denise thrust herself on it hard as if she intended to impale herself to death. Yelping like a rabid dog and letting the full weight of her hips crash down hard on him as she swallowed him whole with her hips until finally erupting that sent them both howling in the way that could only be described as extremely disarming and unsettling. Both of them lay there, healing, smiles on their faces, stretching beyond the ears as the man outside said that he was the police and they needed to open the door. How did you know? he said, voice full of gleefulness. Denise erupted in genuine laughter before she answered in a voice that was almost as guttural as her moans. "'Can't you smell your own kind, boy?' she growled. The door bust open as three officers entered the room. Both Denise and Darrow rose into the air and cackled hard in a raucous laughter that filled the night sky, causing all the dark things that prowl at night to moan and howl in sensuous joy." What do you say after we kill them we go back to the club and grab that Spanish girl you couldn't take your eyes off of when you weren't looking at me, she said to him, snarling. (laughs) I guess we do have time, don't we, he said, a bullet entering his chest as he continued to float unfazed. Sure do. You were a rather quick fuck, Jay, she said, launching herself at the officers, tearing them apart. Gerald laughed and soon ran and joined in on the carnage and terror. She's a keeper, this one, he told himself as he stepped on the motel owner's leg, breaking the bone and grabbing the back of his head, snapping his spine. She's a keeper. Talk about chemistry, huh? It's like that undeniable thing, like you just see somebody and you just know, like, you're my type, you're my type of person, you're you're my type of fuck, you're my type of kink, you're my type of people. You ever felt that? a few moments in life and it's not necessarily always sexual in a relationship type of way sometimes it's platonic you just see someone and you're like oh you're my best fucking friend like you are like we're gonna get into some weird shit we're gonna watch some weird movies we're gonna talk about some weird books we're gonna have some weird inappropriate conversations that there's no way we can repeat with anybody else in our lives and it's just there and you know it in a moment I think that's, that's sacred. You know, a lot of people walk around saying that they want love and they want relationships and, and I just want someone to cuddle up with, you know, it's getting cold and I just want to lay with someone on the couch and just, you know, what about those like adventures though? Talk to somebody about your favorite taxidermy episode of some AMC series that long been forgotten since the 2010s or ask someone how you want to be murdered today if they got mad enough to kill you or maybe maybe that's a bit more niche <laughs> where I am at where my head is but um no I think when you find somebody that feels like your vibe and that actually is your vibe that that's that's electric is it it's, it feels electric and feels primal that's oh I think i think deep rooted we have that desire i think a lot of times we confuse that desire for love we forsake uh any kind of relationship we could have with somebody because we feel the need to mate with them or to to claim them to put a title on them to attach a facebook uh name or logo to them to pee all over them you know on, on any form of social media or whatever but we we miss the good bits you know we miss the good chunks we miss who that person is what makes them tick the the familiarities the learning the the dissonance the you know the things about that person that can be an experience and how we can learn and grow from any experience and how someone can really truly enhance our lives and our being that's in regards to people too but you know since we're talking about people I think these two went on to have a very interesting and wonderful life together after this I mean I saw a movie once uh given I think it was a horror film maybe it was a thriller maybe it was a something but uh and and not to be so frank because obviously you know we're not talking about this in a real sense but A little bit of destruction really brings people together. Even the destruction of your former self. We've all been through breakups, right? You you know, you you get a tattoo, some piercings, you, you cut and dye your hair. But have you ever met someone amidst that chaos and, like, you bond with them? I don't mean trauma bonding because... We all know deep down that that's not healthy, but we all do it. I mean, like, you meet someone amidst the chaos, amidst the swirling chaos, and you both realize that the flames are around you, and there's something about the connectivity that's like, hey, we're gonna ride this storm out together. And, you know, whether you talk to that person every day or not, that person's like a road dog from here to the end of the journey. There's something about that that's magical. There's something about that that's more magical than the prince kissing Sleeping Beauty and waking her up and living happily ever after, even though we never get to see what the ever after is. I mean, in that, what can you tell me about Prince Charming or Prince Valiant other than their princess? I can tell you that they sucked at fighting dragons. Anyway... I have so many more stories planned for you all, and I'm glad you all have stuck with me this long. I I love you, listeners. You're the reason why I'm here, and I really appreciate you being here, because I appreciate giving you all new tales every week, uh, written or published or just something new, because I, I really enjoy these little talks, you know? A few of you, you know, respond to my questions, and, you know, even though we don't have such an open dialogue, it is nice to know your thoughts and your takes and your feelings, especially in this in this niche genre of erotic horror. So thank you for being here. I care about you a great deal. I am as invested in your future as you may be invested in this podcast. And for that, we're on this journey together. So with that, I bid you adieu. I wish you all a very pleasant evening or a good morning or a wonderful afternoon and whenever you may find sleep, erotic nightmares.